Hey everybody, it's Chris. If you're a sports fan like me, or you're just a fan of a great story, you gotta check out Press Box Access, a sports history podcast hosted by Todd Jones. Todd sits down with fellow sports writers who experienced firsthand some of the biggest sports moments of the past 50 years, and they share some of the stories behind the stories, some of which they've only told to each other. What I personally love are the wild stories that you might not hear so much about on SportsCenter over the years. Like when Indiana-based sports journalist Bob Kravitz recounts the time Bobby Knight showed up naked to an office meeting with him and then banned him from the Hoosiers' locker room for the next three years because Bob wrote a story he didn't like. Or when Alexander Wolfe tells a story about going out on the town in Chicago with Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra in the middle of a Bulls playoff series. Or when Dan Wetzel talks about what it was like to be in the media room when Temple basketball coach John Chaney stormed into UMass coach John Calipari's press conference after a game and threatened to kill him. These wild and fun stories, paired with stories about real sports greatness, you know, like the 1970s Steelers being the greatest NFL dynasty ever, or the legendary rivalry between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, and even the impact of protests for social justice issues in sports, make Pressbox Access a show you should check out. Pressbox Access is part of the Evergreen Podcast family, and it's available all the places you get your pods, and you can also find Pressbox Access on YouTube. Go check it out. Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. As many of you may know, I've played in the band Punchline for most of my life. Well, I'm here to tell you that we just released a new song. It's called Can I Get a Break? And I think the title of the song, which is also the main hook of the song, is pretty relatable to how we're all feeling lately. Here's a little preview for you. How many times am I gonna have to start again? How many times am I gonna have to refresh? Can I Get a Break by my band Punchline is now streaming at all the places where you can listen to music. So if you like the way it sounds, go check it out. Question. Why is it that every time you turn on an episode of One Hit Thunder, you gotta listen to me do some intro or I try to be clever? Man, funk that. Just get to the episode. That's what we're about to do as Matt and I dive into the career of Baltimore's premier grievance poet, Saget. One hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed And you can live off royalties forever And it makes me wonder, is it just a wonder or is it one hit thunder? So Matt, question. Why is it that the spoken word stylings of Saget allowed him only one hit? Man, fuck that. <laughs> Beautiful intro. Uh, so this was your pick for, for the Patreon to vote on. And I 
didn't expect it to win, to be honest. I, I felt like, man, is Chris picking a song that literally me, him, and like eight people who remember a specific Beavis and Butthead episode know this song? But uh, here we are. We're talking about Funk That. And I actually remember this song past Beavis and Butthead. I heard this song before it was on Beavis and Butthead. It was on MTV for a little while. Like yeah. this was actually, I remember this being a hit at the time. So it took a lot of work to find the chart peak on this. Where do you think this ended on the Billboard Hot 100? It did make it to the Hot 100. Oh, man. Are you saying that this only hit like number 80 or something? A little bit higher than that. 63. Okay. Peaked at 63. But it was number three on the dance charts. Okay. Now, the idea of dancing to funk that is a confusing concept to me. It's a beat you could dance to. Yeah, it's just interrupted every 30 seconds with a spoken word piece. Right. And this is really a one-hit wonder in the truest sense. Now, in my research, Saget released two other songs that they're not even worth talking about. They're basically like spoken word, not as good as this one. And every time he releases a song, there are like nine other versions of it. He does like an album that's all the same song, 10 different versions of it, like extended remixes and stuff. Insane. Yeah. This is just a guy who made a thing that caught on. (laughs) Now, he, according to uh, Last FM, I found an article about Saget on Last FM that said that he actually started rhymes. He started writing rhymes and freestyling at the age of 13. Uh, back in 1983, apparently they were like, he perfected a bunch of different types of hip hop, but fell in love with the concept of spoken word and and moved in that direction uh, come the 90s. Yeah. This is a Baltimore guy. Yeah. We, we, we learned. Yeah. Baltimore, D.C. poetry slam scene was, was his thing. Okay. And that being said, this guy made this song, like two other songs and just that was pretty much it. Yeah. The only other thing I could find through that last FM is apparently he now uses the name Saget Manchu, all okay. one word, all caps. Okay. <laughs> but couldn't find anything under that name either. So I don't know what he's exactly doing with that name. But Right. And Matt, as you brought up and as we watched like an hour ago, because you could watch it on YouTube, this was a memorable Beavis and Butthead riff on a video. For sure. Yeah. And Beavis and Butthead enjoyed this video at the time. They like doing their own funk dats. Yes. Which we'll get to. Oh, we'll do our own. For yeah, sure. I definitely got some of my own funk dats. But <laughs> before we do that, we should we should analyze, we should go through and, and, and have a little discussion about each one of Saget's funk dats. For anyone who's not familiar with this song, basically Saget airs a grievance and then <laughs> and then at the end of it declares Funk that. So I noticed something when I was writing down the lyrics to this is that he declares funk that. Mm-hmm. And then there's always a button after the funk that tied to right, that particular thing. Right. I want to throw a theory your way real quick. And I want you to think about this while we're going through these lyrics. Well, before you throw this theory, is your theory going to be when he said funk that what he was actually saying was fuck that. I, <laughs> Imagine that there had to have been a fuck that cut to this Is song. There? Yeah, that's I don't. I couldn't find one. There has to be, but no. I think that this song inspired at least two other songs. Oh, that you and I know. Okay. And my theory is that Lonely Islands threw it on the ground is inspired by Funk Dat. 
I don't really know that. And I wouldn't be surprised if something involving Andy Samberg would be inspired by, by something from the early a, 90s. Yeah. yeah, because that's the one where it's like... At the farmer's market with my so-called girlfriend. She hands me her cell phone. Says it's my dad. Man, this ain't my dad. This is a cell phone. I threw it on the ground. What you think I'm stupid? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's a parody of this, yeah. And then the other one that I thought of, I think Insane Clown Posse's How Many Times hmm. is vaguely inspired by this. Yeah, it's Aaron Grievances, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it always ends with him screaming. I think of the end of that song where he's like, he judges my life. Yeah. So hmm. just... Think about that in the back of the head while we're breaking down these lyrics. But yeah. Well, also, so this, what year is this song? Is so it, it was released in, I want to believe, I believe it was released in late 93, peaked in like mid 94. Wow. Man, this was competing in 94. That's a tough time to compete, 93, 94. <laughs> I think you missed out on a track on that EP. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine right. the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what you know what matt um right now i'm actually i'm actually gonna do this we're having a text message thread about like recording i'm actually gonna text to these guys right now hey i think this is an okay idea but <laughs> i'm actually typing this but also do you guys think we could cover saget <laughs> funk that Maybe with our own grievances. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the first the first verse. Question. Mm -hmm. Why is it that every time I'm walking down the street, someone wants to stop me just to give me a flyer? Man, funk that. Get out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> I guess with the exception of sometimes when I've been in Vegas on the strip, People are handing out a lot of flyers like, come to this strip club, whatever. That's the only time I can think of. New York, too. I know I've I've been flyered at uh, when walking through New York. But yeah, it's like major cities. Like, right. you and I, you're not walking through Greensboro. Yeah, no, <laughs> People are like trying to throw flyers in your hands. Yeah, with the... the Rise of the internet. This is pre-internet. Yeah. When when Saget's talking about this, there are a lot less flyers. Yeah, show flyers. I handed out some flyers in my day in the 90s. And I just, I'm surprised he led with this. Yeah, it's an interesting starting one. I actually, inspired by this song, uh, when I do San Diego Comic-Con, I have to hand out Geekscape flyers. Mm. Or I guess postcards is more accurate. They're not flyers. Geekscape postcards. And because of this song and a Mitch Hedberg joke, I started to be brutally honest. So when people would walk by, I would like stick out the flyer and be like, here, you throw this out. Right. <laughs> it's like, and it, it, it kind of worked in a weird way. Like people would like stop in their tracks, smile, chuckle, and then come back and take the, uh, the postcard slash flyer. So right. maybe if someone joked around with Saget, he wouldn't be so upset about it in right. retrospect. Yeah. His next question, which I actually think is a very insightful verse. Talking about something that didn't get talked about that much in the 90s, which is racial profiling, mm. when he says, question, why is it that every time I walk into the bank, 
The tellers look at me like I'm the one that robbed them last week. Come on, man. Funk that. What are you looking at? I think that's a legit grievance. Le- genuine grievance. Yeah. For sure. Probably, uh, I mean, we're going through all these. The most genuine grievance. Well, well, also, I just love the jump from someone handing you a flyer to racial profiling. <laughs> that was such a... Maybe he should have led with the racial profiling. He led... Or maybe he was just trying to ease people in, and then he just smacked them in the face with something way more serious. Yeah. I mean, that is that is the most legitimate grievance in this okay. one, though. Question. Why is it every time that I turn on the radio... Yeah, right. The radio. As, the radio. As, as Beavis. <laughs> that was the part, the big part that Beavis was doing in the <laughs> in the riff on it. Radio. <laughs> I hear the same five songs 15 times a day for three months. Man, funk that. Get a new DJ. Legit grievance, especially in the 90s when the radio was still a thing. Yeah, legit grievance. Thing that I have a disagreement on, don't blame the DJ. Yeah, not the DJ. He's small. not making those calls. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, part of me is like the DJs could try a little more. Yeah. Maybe they could slip a few songs in here and there. If they're, they're probably not allowed most it's, of the time. It's wild because you think about how many songs have we either talked about on this show or that you've heard on Demakes where it's like a DJ goes rogue and plays a song that they're not supposed to play. And it's like immediately like the, the hit that changes it for that band. <laughs> like, right. It's common enough that we know it, I could name at least two or three bands where that's like their, their story. Well, during this time, 1993, 94, this is very legit, but not too many people that I know anyway, maybe, maybe some people still do, but listen to terrestrial radio. Now yeah. Saget would probably really enjoy the rise of, streaming <laughs> oh he'd love it he'd love it he'd be like pandora this is great question also i have a theory after this one i f- i feel like the flyer question and this question are slightly tied and it makes me worry that Saget has like a problem with like poor homeless people trying oh, to make yeah. money that- but he's a question why is it that bums ask me for money when i ain't got none what is it an in thing or something let me remind this goon that he ain't got no money. Man, funk that, get a job. The meanest of Saget's, and also the the most difficult to follow what he's saying with that well, one line. You're reading that, and I don't remember that being it. This is what I got on on the Google. How do you remember it? I don't remember anything about a goon. Yeah, I don't know. Is it remind me of this goon that he ain't got no money? Man, funk that. I don't know. This might be the extended cut because there's two or three verses that I do not remember okay. from the lyrics that I got. Right. There might be a nine-minute version of Funk That. For oh, I know. guarantee there is. But yeah, this one felt uh, a little not great. You know, criticizing the unhoused doesn't yeah. seem great. But how I justify it in Saget's defense is there are legitimately like homeless people that are are out there but there are, there are also those people that just like go out and pretend yeah, yeah they pretend the the, pan, the panhandlers more so where they're i don't know if that's the preferred term but yes the people who kind of just i know i i had a friend who literally found like a dude's sign stash where he had like 50 different signs that was like World War II vet was one, like cancer survivor was another one. Like it was just like, right. This, this might be a little bit unfair of us. This might be one of those 
for the most part, urban legends that like, oh, these people out there asking for, mu- for money, they make hundreds of dollars a day. That might be... That's one like of- probably one out of every 1,000 of them, yeah. and the rest really do need some help. That sounds like a right-wing talking point or 1, something. 1,000%. So, but still, Saget, I, I don't know if this was necessary to put in here. Yeah. I, he might as well have just been like, you're just going to spend it on drugs or something. Right. Like, it's it, like it, His point, though, is that... He doesn't he, have any He money. doesn't have any money. <laughs> so... so I get that part of it. I get that. I don't like the get a job part at the right, end. Right, right. Yeah. It's like, you think they're not trying, Saget? It's rough out in these streets. Not great, Saget. Not great. All right. So here's where like I vaguely remember these, but not really. It says, you know, every time I see my neighbor, she tells me to stay out of trouble. And the other one looks at me like I'm the one that got her daughter strung out. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Funk that. I remember that. What one. are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that goes back to the racial profiling one a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think I think Saget has a grievance there. If it, I mean, his neighbors are telling him to stay out of trouble. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say to your neighbor. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say to the neighbor. And then the other one's like, you're the reason why my daughter's on drugs. <laughs> Seems a little racially pointed. Well, no, he's saying that he's assuming oh he assumes that's why they're looking at yeah he's he's basically saying like i'm not the one who got your daughter hooked Uh, on drugs which actually is a little mean on his part now that i think about it because to be honest here's what i'll tell you i've heard old people a lot say to each other like oh they'll like run into each other i experienced this back when i used to work at the scrapyard a thing that i noticed old people say to each other i go hey what's up frank you staying out of trouble yeah like it's like this old person thing to say. Yeah. That is just like goofy. It's it's kind of like and then the person would be like, "What's that expression people always say about like living?" I oh, yeah, it just living, buddy. Just yeah, trying, yeah, trying. <laughs> yeah, or it's just an expression that maybe people it's like saying what's up. Yeah. And Saget's taking it a little too personally. Maybe just a bit. All right, so we got two more verses here. Mm-hmm. We got Seems like every time it never fails, it never fails. I'm just chilling in my crib, minding my business, and someone wants to call me just to talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. Funk that. Get a life. <laughs> that one feels a little mean, too, because A, he could not answer the phone, and B, second, people want to talk to you. They care what you have to say. They they want to hear what, you, what you're funking today. <laughs> also, like the flip side of that is... If someone's calling you just to talk about nothing, Saget, that's called a friend. <laughs> Saget wants no friends. Get a life. Funk that. Get a life. I'm trying to chill and speak to nobody. Right. Right. Funk All right. That. And then the last one question Why is it when I go out to the nightclub, only the ugly chicks want to step to me? I mean, like I'm ugly or something. What do y'all mean? Funk that. Get out of my face. <laughs> uh, I mean, another mean one from Saget. Yeah, here. Saget's really bringing the heat on these. <laughs> Apparently, Saget thinks he's really hot. Uh, I think we're figuring out why his neighbor thinks he needs to stay out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, uh, Saget, the, the the funk that guy who you know. No offense to anyone wearing an eye patch. I don't know if he's wearing it as a fashion accessory or if it is just. Uh, you know, if he has an actual eye problem, but I don't know if the guy wearing the eye patch should be complaining about any women stepping to him in the club. No. That's all I got to say. No, I I want to go back to the neighbor for a couple seconds. <laughs> You're right. Like just a neighbor saying like, hey, 
Hope you're staying out of trouble. It's a little weird. But if your neighbor's Saget and you're just hearing him scream and holler that his friends are calling him to talk about nothing mm-hmm. and that someone handed him a flyer. All the ugly girls at the club. <laughs> all the ugly girls at the club step into him. I'd be like, hey, man, I have, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's not the old man version. Maybe it's like, Saget, are you? Staying out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'm genuinely concerned yeah. about whether you're staying out of trouble. His or neighbor not. <laughs> is actually concerned that her neighbor is losing Question. his mind out of the tiniest things. Question: Why is it that my neighbor cares about my well-being so much? Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy, and getting to eat restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. We're here to entertain you. Hey there, are you obsessed with things that happened before your time? Well, if you are, join me, the host of Before My Time, Gelsey Laurie, to discuss the wonders of the yesteryears that we weren't around to enjoy ourselves. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Soon you'll be swaying, so come on, sing You gave us an assignment to come up with some mm. funk dads. I only came up with two. I'm not sure how many you came up I with. I understood the assignment. Okay. <laughs> what is, so let's, let's I got it. one very specific to one hit thunder. It's, I'm going to close with that one. Okay. But we'll see We'll see how, how I do here. All right. We'll trade them off. You do one, okay. I'll do one. So we, we made our own grievances. I wonder if I, first of all, no one in my group text from Punchline has yet responded to my text that said, hey, I think this is an okay idea. But also, do you guys think we could cover Saget Funkdat maybe with our own grievances? <laughs> no one has responded yet. Not, a, not even a, a like or a heart or nothing. Yeah. 
Nothing. You should quit that band. Yeah, might be time. That sounds like another cheetah idea. That might be the straw that (laughs) broke the camel's back for me. Question. Why is it that every time I go to Shop and Save, the good eggs that I want to buy have an expiration date that's only a few days from now, so I got to go to another store just for eggs? Man, fuck that. Get some better eggs. All right. Question. Why is it when I take my parents' dogs outside, they can be out there for like an hour and then come in and immediately shit on the pads? What are you doing out there? Holding it? Man, fuck that. Go outside. That's a good That's a really good one. Pulled, pulled from real life headlines at the Kelly house. Definitely relatable. I got one specific to a place where I like to eat sandwiches in the town where I grew up. Okay. Question. Why is it that every time I go to the foster house to get a king sandwich, I don't have cash on me and they're cash only, so I got to use the ATM and it charges $3.50. Man, fuck that. Take my Discover card. (laughs) Okay. This one might be a little bit pointed to something we talked about the other day, but... Question, why is it every time I listen to a podcast, there's an advertisement for Blue Chew? How many people listening to podcasts can possibly have penis issues? (laughs) Man, funk that. Go to a doctor or something. (laughs) Did you just screw us over for getting a Blue Chew Chew ads? Possibly, yeah. (laughs) All right, close this out with the the one Thunder one. Okay. (laughs) This is just podcasts in general and and the frustrations of navigating the internet and trying to promote your shows. Question. Why is it that every time I post about a really great podcast episode, it gets squashed by algorithms and gets like seven likes and one comment, but then I post a pic of a grilled cheese sandwich and it gets 200 likes and 46 comments? Man, fuck that. Like my shit. (laughs) Love it. Uh, There's only one other thing that I want to talk about with Saget real quick, which is, like I said, this peaked at 63. It was real hot. I couldn't find anything. I couldn't tell you what date it peaked at that number. I couldn't find anything. So what I decided to focus on was that it was a number three club hit. And I was like, what other club songs were happening in 1994? Um, So the first thing I did was literally just search dance songs from 1994 shockingly didn't see a lot of stuff that I knew. The only two that jumped out at me were Reel to Reels, I Like to Move It, Move It, okay, and Ace of Base, The Sign. But then I thought to myself, MTV put out those Party to Go albums around mm. this time. What was on the Party to Go albums? Why wasn't Funk That on there? What, uh. what, what songs were on there? So in 1994, when this song was uh, peaking, they put out two Party to Go albums, Volume 5 and Volume 6. And I'm not going to list all the tracks, but here's what was on Volume 5, some of the highlights on Volume 5. Previously mentioned Come Baby Come, What is Love by Hathaway, Informer by Snow, Slam by Onyx, and Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff with Boom Boom Shake the Room. Mm. I feel like Funk That would have fit in with a few of the... Slam and Funk That seems like a perfect one-two punch. Why not? And then Volume 6 featured All That She Wants, Shoop, which we, both of those came up in the K7 
episode. Um, Regulate by Warren G, wow. one of the greatest rap songs ever written. Uh, Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. And a song that I feel like we'll eventually do an episode of, but us three, Cantaloupe, was Ooh. made onto the party to go. I don't see funk that fitting in as well with those songs. Hmm. So I feel like what I've learned from this is that the window of funk that lies somewhere between volume five of Party to Go and volume six. Volume five and a half. <laughs> yeah. Featuring Saget <laughs> Funk That. How do we feel about Saget? Look, this was a really fun episode. I'm glad we recorded this episode. I'm never going to listen to any other song by Saget except for Funk That. And even then, as much as I enjoy this song, it is very ironic that I enjoy this song. It is not... It is not a particularly good song. Well, Saget released one song and then two songs that were kind of just other versions of this one song. Never, as far as we can find, released anything else. The song was spoken word with six or seven grievances. One of them, one or two of them being legit. One or two of them being stupid. Two or three of them being really mean. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you know what, Matt? I got to go with Thunder on this. Oh, man, we're split. I this thought, split I thought Saget brought the Thunder. All right. Well, I mean, I, I guess funk me. <laughs> <laughs> funk that, man. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Fafalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah and produced by Matt Kelly at Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Now I See off the Punchline album Thrilled. Visit punchline.com for merch, tour dates, and news. We're on Patreon now, so become a patron and get some bonus content, early releases, and a chance to vote on future episodes at patreon.com backslash OHT podcast. Do you want to start a podcast? Well, contact Chris or myself at WeKnowPodcasting.com for how we can make your show sound as professional as possible. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died 
why they died and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that because rock stars, they tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.